Leverett, Marriage, Chapter 5. First halacha. If the Yavam gives the Yavama a get, then on one hand it does mean that he can no longer perform Yibum with her, and any other potential Yavam also cannot perform Yibum with her, but she still requires Chalitza. Second halacha. The Imamar, that is, the statement of intent to marry the Yavama, does not actually establish the bond. Nonetheless, if a person does a Mamar, she does need a get in order to dissolve it. However, she still would need a Chalitza. Third halacha. The way that works is if the man, the Yavam, gives a mamar to the avama, that is a document which states his intent to marry her. She does not become married until they have relations. But since the mamar is similar to a kasuba, she now needs a get in order to dissolve it. And since she is the avama, she still needs chalitza. Fourth halacha. If a yavam gives her a mamar and then gives her a get to dissolve the mamar, she is now able to marry one of the other brothers, that is anyone else that is also a yavam. Rambam adds that in his opinion, she is no longer able to marry the one who gave her a get. Fifth halacha. But if he gives her a get to nullify his connection altogether and not just to nullify the mamar, then he has disqualified her from marrying him or any of the other brothers. He must give her another get to nullify the mamar, and she must perform chalitza. Six halacha. When a man initially gives a mamar to the yavama, and then they have relations, this is referred to as unacceptable mamar. But it would be an unacceptable mamar in any of the following cases. If, before the mamar, one of the brothers gave a get to any one of his deceased brother's other wives, or if he or any one of the other brothers engaged in relations with one of the other wives, or if after this mamar, but before they had relations, either this yavam or one of the other brothers gave a get to yavama, or performed chalitza, or if any one of the other brothers gave a mamar to another one of the wives. In any one of the prior cases, the mamar would be unacceptable. But if any one yavam had relations with any one of his deceased brother's wives, that establishes a marital relationship whether there is a mamar or not. And see chapter 2 once again for practically what happens if there is relations without a mamar, or in this case with an unacceptable mamar. Eith In any case that the mamar was preceded by a get, chalitza, or sexual relations, it would be an unacceptable mamar. Rather, what should happen is the yavam gives a mamar and then has relations with the yavama. Ninth halacha. And in any case in which the yavam first has relations with the yavama, or gives her a mamar and then has relations with her, their relations are referred to as acceptable. It would be unacceptable if anything else happened first. For example, if one of the other brothers gave her a mamar, or if a get was given to any of the other wives, or to her, or if one of the other brothers gave a mamar to her before this brother. And in any such cases, the yavama would have to get a get from the mamar and perform chalitza with her yavam. Tenth halacha. And ideally, if they're going to perform chalitza, that is what should be done before anything else. And that would be called a chalitza me'ula, or a superior chalitza. Otherwise, if either a mamar or a get was given before the chalitza, it would be called an inferior chalitza. Eleventh halacha. If the deceased brother had multiple wives, then if one yavam either has relations with one of them or does chalitza with one of them, the rest are freed. But if a yavam had unacceptable relations with any one of them, as referred to in the prior chapters, and the rest would be forbidden to perform yubam, tothalacha. And in any case of inferior chalitza, as we referred to before, the chalitza would free the woman who did chalitza, but it would not free any one of the other wives. They would have to do chalitza. Thirteenth halacha. Any time in which a yavam has relations with the yavama, even after a chalitza is given, and even if a chalitza was done with a different one of the wives, a get is necessary to dissolve the relationship. Fourteenth halacha. But once a yavam has had relations with a yavama, it is no longer necessary for her to do chalitza at all, and they get would terminate the relationship. The 15th halacha gives a couple of examples of the prior halachas. 16th halacha. Whenever one of the brothers has performed yibum, any chalitza done on anyone else is of no consequence at all, as the yibum frees the remaining wives. 17th halacha. If two brothers both do yibum with two different yivamis, and we don't know which came first, both would be forced to give a get. 18th halacha. If a yavam who is under 9 years old has relations with the yavama, it is like a mamar, and she is not actually acquired. And if he gives a mamar, she is forbidden to the other brothers, 
brothers, but if he gives a mamar after one of the other brothers has given her a mamar, the mamar is of no consequence. And any chalita he performs is always of no consequence. The 19th halacha gives examples. If a yavam who is under nine years old has relations with the yavama, and then one of the older brothers who is older than nine has relations with the same yavama, now the younger yavam is forbidden to her. 21st halacha. If a yavam who is over nine years old but under the age of majority has relations with yavama, but then does not have relations with her again after becoming an adult, he is required to give her a get and chalitza. A get because the relations is considered like a mamar, and chalita to permit her to marry another man. 22nd halacha. The same exact rules apply to a yavam who is between 13 and 20, but has not exhibited signs of sexual maturity. 23rd halacha. If every yavama from a single house is either under the age of majority or is a deaf mute, then relations with one of them frees the rest of them. Recall that consecration of either of those is a rabbinic ordinance, which is why it was necessary for Rambam to bring this halacha separately. 24th halacha. If, however, there's a mixture of minors and deaf mutes, then relations with one does not free the other, because the nature of the consecrations are different. So a minor would be told to nullify the marriage through miyun, and the yavam should marry the deaf mute. And if he wants to divorce her, he can give her a get. 25th halacha. If the deceased brother had two wives, and one was competent, and the other was a deaf mute, relations with the one who is mentally competent would free the deaf mute to marry others. But relations with the deaf mute would not free the mentally competent one because the consecration of a deaf mute is rabbinic. And a similar law applies when one wife is above majority and one is below majority. 26 halacha. If there are two brothers and two wives, both of the wives are under the age of majority. If one brother had relations with one and then another brother came and had relations with another, the second relations would not disqualify the first. But the second would be instructed to nullify the marriage through miyun. 27th halacha. The same thing is true if there was a minor and a deaf mute, and one brother had relations with the minor first, and then another brother with the deaf mute. The relations with the deaf mute does not disqualify the brother who had relations with the minor, as consecration with a minor is considered to be superior to that with a deaf mute. 28th halacha. Consequently, if a brother first had relations with the deaf mute, and then another brother had relations with the minor, in the prior example, this would disqualify the brother who had relations with the deaf mute from continuing to be married to her. The minor would be instructed to dissolve the marriage through miyun, and the deaf mute would be divorced by a get. 29th halacha. Similarly, if there was a mentally competent woman and a deaf mute, same halachas would apply. If one brother first had relations with the deaf mute, if another brother had relations with the mentally competent person, that would disqualify the first relationship. But the other way around, it would not disqualify. 30th halacha. The halacha is slightly different if one wife is a minor and the other is an adult. If one brother originally has relations with the minor and then another brother has relations with the adult, we would instruct the minor to dissolve the relationship through mune, and the woman who is past majority could continue to be married to her yavam.